You are listening to ComedySlamRadio.com. From our studios to the world, we bring you the finest in quality entertainment. So pop some popcorn, grab a smooch buddy, and settle in for another fine show from ComedySlamRadio.com. Good evening. You are live with Dave Frank on the Let's Be Frank show on ComedySlamRadio.com. We are pleased to bring you a very special show tonight. Normally I have a co-host in the studio and today we're going to go solo. It's going to be me, but we are going to have a great young comedian by the name of Allie Bruner calling in tonight. Um, I'm real excited about her call. She's a, a great young comedian, a great lady, and a really great inspiration all around. And uh, I'm really proud to have her calling into the show. Uh, a little bit of an update, though, just so you guys know, everybody here at Comedy Slam Radio, and, you know, we also promote shows and do things aside from the radio. So this July 20th at Kickin' Wings up in Hudson, Florida, you're going to be able to see Chris Gorgeous, Paul Voigt, and most likely yours truly, Fat Davey, performing some comedy. It's July 20th. It's only five bucks. Seven bucks if you wait till the day at the door. Maybe if you buy me a beer and some food, I might help pay your bill. I can't tell you that for sure, but it's Kicking Wings at 8702 State Route 52 in Hudson, Florida. Call the station for more information or call 813-454-5855 for information. Kicking Wings, Fat Davey, Chris Gorgeous, Paul Voigt. Can't get better than that. So anyway, what else is going on? As I said, we are going to have Allie Bruner calling in in just a couple of minutes. But lately, you know, um, I've been doing a lot of guest spots myself, getting out there, still working my comedy. But I'll tell you, I was a little uh, motivated to change some of the comedy I'm doing because of Allie Bruner. Um, Her style of comedy kind of really let me know that I could uh, dig into some of my own, uh, whether you say personal hardships or inner fat guy, and just take a new direction, because that's all I always did was, you know, a lot of fat guy jokes and a lot of fat guy humor, but I didn't look at it from a personal perspective, and after watching her, that really, you know, it helped, and, you know, for a younger comic like myself, two years in, it, it kind of inspired five or six new jokes, which is not always the easiest thing to do, is to just come up with five new jokes that actually all work, so that's been a really exciting thing for me. Um in general, uh, you do a lot of, in the beginning, you're doing a lot of five and ten minute spots, so to add five or six new jokes gives you two or three new minutes, and it gets going pretty well, but things have been crazy, Tampa's been hot and sticky, and everybody's having, you know, their bitching and complaints, um, but shit's good, man, this show is going to be kick-ass, Nolan is writing a message on the window to me. Nolan, what are you writing to me? Can I read it to the whole world? What is going on? Special guest Ken Roberts. I don't know. I don't know if we need Ken Roberts. Does Ken Roberts want to come in here and say hello? Do you want to come in and say hello, Ken? You don't have to, but you can come in. I, I block in on your show before. But anyway, what are you guys doing? All right. So this looks like it's going to be a good time up at Kicking Wings. Chris Gorgeous has been on the show many times. I've worked with Paul Voigt before at some different places. I haven't had him on the show. Crazy, sharp-ass sense of humor. 
and it's who's coming in. What? What? If I need him, Ali should be calling in any minute now. So nobody can. Hear. So you're talking in my head while I'm on the show. So you're talking to me, and I'm talking back to you. And these people think I'm fucking stupid. That's great. Say it. Say say something to them so they know I wasn't talking to myself. Let them know that you are real. Hello, everybody. <laughs> this is Nolan Ray. Hello, and that Ray. that is his real voice. It is pitiful. It is scary. Allie, call and save me from Nolan. Check out. I also, guys, want you to go. Allie has a great website out there. It's I laughed at a cripplegirl.com. As I said, Allie's a real special girl. She's got a lot of crazy stuff going on, and she's got a unique personality. And this might be her calling in right now. What are you doing, Nolan? There you go. Allie, are you Hi, live with how us? are you? Not bad, Allie. How are you doing? Fabulous. Great. I want to thank you for taking some time out tonight to call into the show. Well, thank you for having me. Thank- <laughs> you are very welcome. Uh, I was just telling the people just a little <laughs> bit about you, and uh, I actually told them, and, and it, it's a true story, uh, you know, after I was introduced to you by uh, Josh Belcher on Facebook, I went mm-hmm. and I watched some of your comedy, and, you know, ov- obviously you're handicapped in the wheelchair, and when you go up on stage and you do some of your crazy comedy about being uh, crippled, I, it just it changed some of the comedy that I do because you know I'm a fat guy. I do a lot of fat guy jokes, but I did them differently. So I really started getting a little bit more personal experiences. So it kind of I don't know. It changed w- what I'm doing a little bit. So I'm going to say thank you for that. Oh, good. But I just wanted to catch. You're very welcome. I'm, I'm glad I can help. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'll send you a royalty check if I ever make it big. All right. Sounds good. But I just wanted to catch you up on where you know where we got to the show, and I just told some people where I'll be at. But I want, as I said, I want to thank you for calling in, and you've been making a lot of uh, headway lately. You've been the talk of the, let's say, the talk of the town amongst comedians, haven't you? Um. Yeah. I guess it's a. It's been kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of you started off comedy two years ago, right? Uh, about a year and a half. Okay, about a year and a half. And mm-hmm. but what was it about a month and a half, two months ago? You, you had a little run in with the cops, and everything's changed for you. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, the end of May was when it happened. I think May twenty third. Okay. And what? Tell everybody what happened in case in case they haven't heard yet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, basically, um, a friend and I. We're going to this weekly event in Cincinnati called Party in the Park. And we were going around and basically just talking to people and kind of spreading the word about my comedy. And my friend would go to people and say, uh, do you want to laugh at the crippled girl? And, you know, they'd be kind <laughs> of taken aback. And, you know, once, once he had their attention... You know, I would introduce myself and say, you know, my name is Allie, and I'm a comedian. I would like to tell you a few jokes. And, um, yeah, I guess one person didn't really like what we were doing, and he called the police. Um, the police came over to us and said we had to leave. And when we asked why, 
they were putting my friend in handcuffs. And he, they put, they put him in handcuffs just for asking if they wanted to laugh at a crippled girl. I guess either that or for asking, you know, why we had to leave. You right. know, they never really gave much justification for uh, what was going on. And then, so after this happened, and you you were released, and your friend was released with a pending court date, right? No, he actually no. Well, he um. He was arrested. They um they let him go, but he still has to go to court and everything like that. So it was still considered a full arrest. And he's and from what but I understand, nothing happened to me. Yeah, uh, not, <laughs> they picked on him. They they arrested him. They did nothing to you. Um, I, I could just right. imagine how crazy it would have been if they would have arrested you as well. Um, but he's actually facing. Oh, I, I kind of wish they would have. Oh, you'd have been on David Letterman instead of David Frank's show. <laughs> but um, oh, I just how did I just lose my train of thought? Wow! But oh, so he's facing what is it up to thirty days in jail? Is that what I read? Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Um, you know, hopefully it isn't likely, but yeah, he's charged with a the misdemeanor four, and the maximum uh, penalty is up to. Thirty days in jail. Wow, that is incredible! And this is one of your biggest supporters. Yeah, it's he's not making fun of you. He wasn't picking yeah, on yeah. you. He's... No, you know we we went out there with, you know, when the purpose of this kind of spreading the word. You know, there's a lot of people that for the whole reason you know we had in trouble was because of the solicitation or whatever. But you know, the way I see it, we were talking to people. We weren't selling anything. We weren't you know, promoting any specific shows. It was kind of, you know, the general idea of my comedy. Right. So, you know, that's what he was helping me with. It was kind of, you know, he's the kind of guy that um, definitely catches people's attention fairly easily. So, um, yeah, he was just helping me get their attention so that I could basically make them laugh. Right. And I guess there are some people in Cincinnati that don't like to laugh. <laughs> and, you know, I have heard that Cincinnati is a stuffed shirt kind of town. Ever since WKRP in Cincinnati oh, yeah. went away, it's all been downhill. But I want to ask. Yeah, so it's really a very. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Make whatever comment you wanted to, Allie. Oh, I was going to say that it's a very uh, conservative town. They don't. They don't like anybody who doesn't do things the normal way. So it kind of I think it rubs people the wrong way when you know when you're going off the beaten path. Right. Well, you you are definitely rolling off and leading your own pack versus everybody mm-hmm. else. You are definitely a leader. Uh, there aren't a lot of people that are in your situation with muscular dystrophy uh, that I think would have the strength to to one get on stage, let alone for public speaking, let alone to do comedy. And you've done both. So mm-hmm. what what were some of your experiences? Because, you know, I my mother's favorite, and my mother's no longer with us, but her favorite charity was for muscular dystrophy with Jerry's kids. And I remember mm-hmm. every year she would go and she would, she would try to be on the phones, or if she wasn't on the phone, she would donate money. So it's, it's become one of my uh, 
favorites because, you know, I watched the telethons and everything. So it, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on was not only just because you're a special comedian, but the cause and everything is a little bit more special to me. Mm-hmm. So how how involved were you? You were involved a little bit with that coming up, right? You were exposed with your muscular yeah. dystrophy. How, how yeah, did, I mean, when how I was a kid, you? I um for a couple of years I was the um, junior general ambassador for in the Cincinnati area. So That's when I was great. like I think nine and ten, you know, I was that cute little kid that was at every charity event, you know, and I was whenever they wanted someone to come in and tell their story, um, that was. That was always me and my family. So, yeah, I spent a lot of time um, going to the events and speaking at the events, and that's kind of, you know, where I got started with public speaking. Because I remember being nine years old and, you know, being up, uh, you know, at a black tie event in front of 500 adults and, you know, and speaking to them about uh, the MPA and things like that. So that's really where... Um, I started to get comfortable being on stage. Um, and then, yeah, like the telethon and um, everything like that, um, I, you know, the local telethon at least, right. I was on it pretty much every year up until a few years ago. You know, I was always there. I was always um, either working the phones or, you know, helping to, to host it or, you know, doing whatever I could. Now, now I had done a little bit of reading, and, and the stuff that you've been going through with the police, I mean, you've made a lot of big national line paper, headline papers and big radio shows, and, al- and although I'm a legend in my own mind, I know you've, been, you've done a lot bigger radio shows and stuff. How's all the attention grabbing you? you? You're starting to feel a little cocky yet? What do you think? No, I don't think I'll ever be cocky. I mean, I know I'm awesome, but, you know, um, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get that cocky. <laughs> No, I mean, it's been great. You know, I've been kind of kind of surprised and very grateful for uh, all the support that pretty much everybody has shown me. There hasn't been too much uh, negative feedback. So especially, you know, it, it means a lot to me when I hear from, um, you know, other comedians that, you know, say they respect what I'm doing. And, um, you know, that's, that's always good to have their support. Yeah. So I've been... I've been, I've been pretty happy with it. You know, I never expected it to go this far, but, you know, it's an unfortunate situation, but, you know, we had to make the best of it. Absolutely. Now, you said about, and, I, you know, one of the things I thought about with the fact when you when, that you do comedy, and of all the derelicts that there are in the world, comedians mm-hmm. have probably got to be the ones that would be the most open to having you around, sharing the limelight. I mean, it seems like it, it doesn't matter what you do uh, or whether, you know, handicapped, one-eyed, fat guy, skinny guy, it doesn't matter. Comedians kind of accept everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I can't picture... Well, yeah, all comedians... Yeah, all comedians are messed up in one way or another. <laughs> Even if it's not visible, everybody has their problems. Right. And I think that's why, you know, with comedians, you know, when they see somebody that's obviously physically different, you know, they automatically cling to them because they know on the inside, well, they're pretty screwed up somehow. Yeah, we're broken on the inside and, and people just can't see it. 
Exactly. So you've been doing comedy now for about a year and a half, and your comedy is, I don't want to say, I mean, we don't want to say it's dark, but you do pick on crippled people a lot. <laughs> what what oh, made yeah. you decide to go that route? And, you know, did, was it a big decision or was it just um, natural? <laughs> it was just a natural thing to do. I mean, you know, when, when I first started comedy, uh, I started by taking a comedy class. And um, uh, they just always told us, you know, you just meet yourself but an exaggerated version of yourself. And, you know, in my in my daily life, you know, I I have no problem teasing other people regardless of whether or not they're disabled. You know, I'm not going to, um, you know, sugarcoat anything. And I guess a lot of people find that a little bit offensive. But, you know, it's who I am. And I'm kind of a smart aleck. I always have been. So I just kind of see natural to continue that and take that onto the stage. There you go. Um, now, how much t- stage time do you have now? Are you doing 10 or 15 minutes? Do you do longer than that? I've seen some video clips with five to six minutes, but being the fact that you did public mm-hmm. speaking for so long, you might find it a little bit easier to do more stage time at such a young age or at such a young amount of time in comedy. Yeah, the most I've ever done was 20. So I have the ability to do 20. Um, I'm more comfortable doing 15 because I feel like, you know, at 15, I've got, you know, enough, you know, solid material to put into 15. But, you know, I, I mean, I do like doing the shorter sets. Because, you know, when I pull out all my best jokes and put them into a, a five-minute set, you know, I, I get a really... A really good response most right. of the time. So whereas, you know, with, you know, 15 minutes, we have so much more material that has the ability to go wrong. You know, that is kind of nerve-wracking. Right. Because you know, if one joke bombs, then, you know, you've got to try to work back up to getting the audience on your side. Whereas, you know, when I have a five-minute set where I know like every joke pretty much is going to go over well, Right. There's not as much worry there. Now, do you out of your five, out of your five or six minute set that you really like doing, and I've watched it a couple of times. I know which joke is which is I think is my favorite, but what's your favorite joke that you're doing right now? Do you have one? Oh, let me think. Yeah. Um, my favorite joke is probably um, my joke about the guy uh, telling me that I have swagger. <laughs> have you seen that one yet? I don't know if I have. Do you want to tell it? Do you want to tell the world your yeah, joke? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I can. Well, I don't know. How clean do I have to be? You don't have to be clean at all, baby. You can say whatever the fuck you want. How's that sound? All right. All right. That's be, all I be, need to hear. Be, be, right, be well, yourself. Here's my, here's my swagger joke. Uh, so that's, uh, I had a bar the other day, and a guy comes up to me. And he was like, damn, girl, you got swagger. And I didn't know what that meant, so I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. And the definition of swagger is confident or arrogant, walk or stride. <laughs> so, oh, the cripple girl, she has swagger. 
It's like telling a deaf girl you like her accent. <laughs> it would be like telling a girl with Tourette. You like it when she talks nerdy. Or it would be like telling a midget that those high heels really accentuate her nummy little legs. <laughs> or my personal favorite, it would be like telling a girl on life support that you're a necrophiliac. <laughs> You, you definitely have a warped yeah, sense of humor. Yeah, that's my smarter You definitely have a warped sense of humor. That's awesome. I do, I do. I'm kind of a horrible person. No. Even if you are a horrible person. Oh, but it works for me. It works for you. I mean, you, you you could be the world's worst horrible person, but you have your your beautiful blonde hair and your pretty girl's smile <laughs> and your wheelchair, and everybody gets just, they're off. They just take it taken right off the bat. You know, they're hooked in, they're dialed mm-hmm. in. You can't lose anybody with a bad joke. Or even with being mean, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's another reason that, you know, it works so well for me is because, you know, nobody really expects me to be, you know, dark or dirty. You know, they see me and they see the sweet little innocent girl in a wheelchair and they think I'm gonna joke about puppy dogs and unicorns. And, you know, on, <laughs> in most of my sets, I'm dropping the F-bomb within the first 30 seconds. Right. So, you know, I think people kind of kind of like that little bit of a, of a surprise. I, I definitely agree. Uh, your favorite mm-hmm. joke uh, for me was, and I actually listened to it before I came up today, was when you talk about how you know that everybody hates crippled people, even Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just... <laughs> It's phenomenal. I want you to tell, and I don't normally have comedians tell jokes, but I, I, I just want everybody to make sure they hear a little bit of just how twisted you are. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so you know, I, you know, I hate crippled people because um, you know they're always stealing my thunder and my good parking. But it's okay because you know, you know, who else hates crippled people? Jesus, uh, which is why there's a stairway to heaven. <laughs> and I don't care if anybody hates that. That is one of the best jokes. I think it's <laughs> awesome. When you thank you, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I have a question for you about. <laughs> I laughed at a cripplegirl.com. Was that your thought? Did you come up with that, mm-hmm. or how did that come? How did it come come about? Oh, well, about a few months into doing comedy, um, I was talking with a few of my comedian friends that, you know, are a lot more experienced than I am. And, you know, we were talking about how helpful it is to kind of have that hook that, you know, everybody knows you by. You know, Mm -hmm. whether it's, um, you know, the Jewish guy or, you know, the fat guy, whatever it is. It's always good to be able to be recognized Absolutely. by something other than just your name. Definitely. So, you know, a lot of people use their names in their website. But my, you know, my name isn't the easiest to smell right. You know, like it's not a horrible, horribly hard name, but people never smell it right. So, you know, I wanted something dumb. that people were going to remember other than Allie Bruner. So, um, you know, and I was also kind of seeing it from the marketing side of it, as far as, you know, what I could one day 
turn into merchandise. But not one so, day. You're already you know, pawning merchandise, kid. <laughs> you got merchandise. You yeah, got, mo- you got yeah, multiple t-shirts. t-shirts. You got two t-shirts? No, I just got one. It's just one? All right. So, but that's, mm-hmm. and it's got a picture of the wheelchair on it, right? Yep. And that does it say I laughed at a crippled girl dot com on the back? Yep. On the front. It says, yeah, it's got oh. it all on the front. Oh, okay. It's all on the front. So if you guys want to support Allie, mm-hmm. you got to go to I laughed at a crippled door. I'm sorry. I laughed at a crippled girl dot com. You got to buy some T-shirts, buy them for the whole family. Damn it. And you got to watch all her videos. The videos are great. Um, Thank you. You know, we have pretty much an open forum here. So is there anything that you kind of wanted to, you know, I, I know you've done a lot of radio and you probably had the opportunity to share all sorts of stuff, but is there anything that you want to share with our listeners about what's been going on, not only with your comedy and the cops and, you know, muscular dystrophy, what's, is there an overall message that you're going to, are you going to try to tie your comedy to MD and everything in the future? What are you going to try to do? Well, you know, what I'm really trying to do is, you know, number one, this whole court thing, you know, it all goes back to, you know, the negative reaction to using the word crippled. But that really bothers me. Like, that is really annoying to me that there are so many people that have such a negative reaction to the word crippled. So what I'm really trying to do is basically redefine that word. Because, you know, I don't think it's a negative word. I don't think it should be, you know, be, um, be offensive in the simple vibe. So, you know, I'm trying to spread the word that the new definition of crippled is something that is so awesome is debilitating. Or the opposite of lame. (laughs) And and it's weird because, and I understand what you're saying, but crippled isn't just for people that are in wheelchairs because people get crippled with fear of doing public speaking Mm -hmm. or doing comedy like myself or like what you're doing. So, I mean, bringing attention to just that. I mean, again, I, I was kind of floored and amazed to see you the first time I watched you, you know, uh, wheel up the chair and do your comedy. I was like, holy shit, this girl's got, a, you know, she's got a big brass set. And I was like, this is, it was just amazing. To me. <laughs> so, I mean, shit, I'm a fat well, guy and half the time I don't want to get up on stage. I'm like, oh, man. But, you know, it's it's motivational. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of an attention whore. <laughs> But you're dirty. I hear you. You didn't. Didn't someone? And I'm going to let it out. I read just in the, in your last interview, and I think you said it was your favorite interview. Weren't you promised a rim job or something? Who, who's <laughs> promising you rim jobs out there? What are you trying to maneuver? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, that interview was actually uh, a guy I know. That's a comedian, and um, we have this little tradition. Whenever he's hosting a show that I'm on, uh, he'll reach down on the rims of my chair and uh give me a little rim job that way. Oh. But you didn't tell that. You left yeah, it just to the dirty mind. Yeah, no, no. You left it to the dirty <laughs> imagination of everybody. I think you maybe you wanted a dirty well, it rim job. Better that way. It does. So now who this was who who was this comedian? Was it it was Brian something, was it? Yeah, Brian Tennyson. Brian okay. Mm-hmm. And 
Now, the gentleman who first introduced me to you, who's is it Josh Belcher, correct? Yeah. Now, how do, how do you know these guys? Is it just from being in town, uh, you know, doing comedy? Because Josh sought me out to make sure that I knew about you. Uh, you know, he tagged me in some stuff. Yeah. I didn't know. So, I mean, the backing that you have, I think that's incredible that people go out and it's like they want to see you do good. They're pushing you more than they're pushing themselves, it seems to me. And that mm-hmm. that, that makes a big standout. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I think I've noticed that a lot with... Uh, with other comedians, and I really have an amazing amount of support. Um, you know, I think everybody kind of wants to see me succeed. I don't think many people necessarily expect me to, or at least, you know, in the past, you know, they didn't really expect me to, you know, as far as I have. But, you know, everybody, everybody wants to have a hand in it, if that makes any sense. They all want to. They Which all want to ride on your wheelchair to fame. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. You know, I. But yeah, everybody's been really, really great to me. You know, wherever I go and do a show, um, there's always an amazing amount of support of you know, other comedians that um, are are looking out for me, and you know, I really, truly appreciate that. So especially, you know, around. Um, around Kentucky and Ohio and Indiana and, you know, even down in Tennessee because uh, Josh, he's from uh, Nashville, I think. All right. So, you know, it's kind of nice to be able to go pretty much anywhere in the region and have somebody around there that, you know, supports me and uh, my goals with comedy. So when, when are you going to come down and come to the beach here on Florida and do wheelies and get crazy on the beach with us? <laughs> Whenever I can get a show. There you go. What do you mean whenever you can get a show? When do you want a show? Allie can get whatever she wants. We, we can get I you wish. A, we can get you a show down here. What do you mean you wish? If you could have one thing, what, what do you wish that you can't have? What are you wishing for? We know it's not rim jobs because you already get them whenever you're doing shows with Brian. <laughs> oh, but I want one from you. You want one from me? You got to come to Florida. Of you course. want a, a fat Davy rim job? All right. Are you into fat men? <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're in, you're into fat guys. That's good. I'm like the king of the fat guys. <laughs> I have I have. Hey, nothing. I'm into all guys. You like all guys. That's good. Well, oh yeah. Now you've been on dates Triple and you've had. Can be picky. <laughs> yes, they can. Allie can be picky. Maybe other cripple girls <laughs> can't be, but you can. Have you? Now, the comedy has got to bring you the attention of the guys, too. I don't care if you're in a chair, if you're not in a chair. Everybody's attracted to laughter. Since you've been doing comedy, have you been getting a little bit more attention from the boys? Sadly, no. No? I was really hoping I would, but it's not been working out that way. What's been going on? They all just want to be your friend? Yeah, pretty much. Well, uh, you know, I think I'm a little bit too sassy. They yeah. can't handle me. Maybe you gotta, you know, just you know, freak it up a little bit for them. How, how are you gonna freak? I it don't up? know. I say when I'm on stage, you know, I tell everybody, you know, crippled girls put out. <laughs> nobody seems to listen. I think they would listen. I think you need to go up on stage naked because guys are slow. They need to be slapped in the face with it. <laughs> 
I might have to try that one of these days. There you go. I don't know. It might scare everybody, though. No. So, <laughs> as far as your comedy and you're going crazy, you're having a good time, you've performed in, is it, it's, it, have you performed in all three or four of the states that you mentioned to me? Well, let's see. Right now, it's Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana is everywhere that I've performed. All right. And where's been your favorite club so far? Oh, gosh. That's really, really hard to say. Um, you know, I think... I I had to say uh, Comedy Caravan in the world because that's kind of, you know, my home club. Um, they've, they've really had my back there. You know, the, uh, everybody that works there and all the management, you know, they've been so good to me there. You know, that's where I had my, pretty much all my first in comedy. Um, you know, I did my very first guest set there, and, you know, my first MC week, um, all that kind of stuff. So, I, yeah, I guess comedy caravan definitely has a very special place in my heart. That is awesome. Now, did you say you've been doing some MCing as well? For the um, show? Yeah, I've had... Um, like one full week of um of club MCing. All right, that's doing better than me, kid. I I had one weekend, three shows of MCing, and uh, I'm two years into it. Ooh, and, ooh. <laughs> hey, you're better than me. What are you gonna do? I'm I'm a fat oh, guy. Whatever, I, that's I'm, not true. I, I'm a dime a dozen. Well, maybe a quarter a dozen because I'm a big fat guy, but. You know, I'm not as unique <laughs> as you. You are a very unique girl, unique comic, and you should be getting some of this attention and some additional <laughs> options coming towards you. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe. It, I mean, I, think I don't so. know. I'm just thankful for everything that comes along. You know, I've already gone further than I ever expected. So, you know, as of now, any other opportunities are, you know, just a bonus. All right. Have you met any, uh, special comedians that you didn't think you were going to meet yet or have you had any opportunities to work with anybody that you weren't expecting? Um, let's see. Uh, there's been, you know, a few people that have been um, kind of, uh, you know, they've been really, really good to work with. But, um, like my first week um, in scene, uh, the headliner was Spanky Brown. Nice. And he was, yeah, he was great to work with. He's been a huge, huge supporter of mine. So that's been, that was a really, really good week. Um, I did a show a, a few months ago. I guess it was last fall, maybe, up in uh, Dayton, Ohio. And I had to work with uh, Vince Morris, which was okay. really cool. Nice. Um, yeah, pretty much everybody I've met, you know, I've I've really enjoyed working with. I haven't had anyone that you know been. Um, Nobody's ever negative. Or like that, so that's good. All right. I just didn't know if you had the opportunity to work with anybody famous yet, but it's coming. I know you're gonna. They're all gonna mm -hmm. want to work with you. Now you've been. I don't <laughs> know if you still do. I know part of this started off when you had uh you had tweeted or got retweeted by uh, Joe Rogan and some other celebrities have taken some interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, when the whole, you know, court case broke out, um, you know, I tweeted 
the links to the news articles and stuff like that. And, uh, but, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to get the word out there a little bit more. So I sent a link to, to Joe Rogan and, uh, he tweeted me back and retweeted the link, uh, to the article. And within, I think, an hour, I had 150 new followers on Twitter. Nice. I don't even know if I have 150 followers on Twitter. Tell everybody your Twitter address well, you know, to follow. I'm you. Retweet you. <laughs> uh, my Twitter is <laughs> it's a Maria Pilsner. It's B R U E A P I L S N E R. Everybody, you need to go to Twitter and follow her. You need to keep up on what's going on with Allie every day. Send her messages and love, and she'll send you laughter and love back. Or at least some mean cripple jokes back. And rim jobs. And rim jobs. We're gonna be we're gonna have to sell the rim jobs, I think. So Hey, you know, I'll do what I have to do to support myself in comedy. There you go. A rim job and a t shirt for twenty nine ninety five. That sounds good to me. <laughs> so do you get a lot of T shirt sales already? Have it has it been picking up? Have you sold a lot? Not really. I mean since the whole news story broke. And they've only sold like four or five, maybe. Four or five T-shirts, but you've been selling them for how long now, right? Yeah. Have you been selling uh, them for about a while? A, uh, a few months now, I guess, since probably March or April. Okay. And they're buying them. Do they buy them at the shows? Because that's where a lot of people set ten. They sell their T-shirts at shows or books uh-huh. or anything. Are you selling everything at the shows too? Yeah, I tried to sell them. Uh, the week that I had my MC week, I tried to sell them, but yeah, people were just, um, they were a little bit too offended by my t-shirt, and I, I heard the comment several times, uh, people saying, oh, you know, I, I could never wear that in public, so they, they weren't buying them. Those cheesy bastards, they should buy them and put them in frames. Maybe that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. You should buy them, put them in frames for people, and just charge more money. So you're not going to wear it in public because you're a big pansy ass. And here, <laughs> you, you got to spend more money to buy my shirt and have it in a frame. I mean, yeah, that's screwed up. I would have. Yeah, I, and I can even sign it. Yeah. I don't know. I think I would, I would probably wear that shirt if you made one with 75 X's on it so it fit me. But I would wear it in public <laughs> just so that to get people to ask me why I'm wearing that. You know? I, I think. Well, that's kind of the reason that, you know, I made them is because, you know, I want people to see it and, you know, wonder what the hell it's about. And, you know, luckily, if people read the shirt and are automatically offended, if they don't ask the question, then it's their fault. You know, it's it's not anyone else's fault. It's that person's fault for not taking the time to learn about what it's all about. Right. Or or just to be so negative off off the get-go because it's 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 just a website. It says, I laughed at a cripple girl. They could, they could ask why, or they, they're so stuffed shirted or, or however you want to phrase it. So stuck up on their own lives that they are, Oh my God, I can't believe you're saying that when you're at a comedy show, you were just laughing at this girl on stage. If anything, I mean, exactly. I got a ton of shirts that I've bought that I never wore and I actually like them. And it wasn't because of what they said. Mm-hmm. It was probably just because I ate too much before I could fit into them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've had a lot of people that, you know, will read my shirt and tell me that. And instead of, you know, the name of my website is I Laugh at the Crippled Girl. 
not found. And people would say, well, it should be I'm laughing with the crippled girl. Man, I think that's just completely stupid personally. Because, you know, when I'm on stage and I'm telling jokes, I'm not laughing. Right. <laughs> I said they're not laughing with me, you know? Right. They are laughing at you, just like people are laughing at me and they're laughing at every other comic. The only time people say they're mm-hmm. laughing with That's you. That's what they're you. Right. When people are laughing with you is when, you know, you're up there and you're making a jerk out of yourself. And it's normally not comedians. People are laughing with you when you're just being stupid and you are stupid and people laugh to make you feel good. But that's not what comics do. Mm-hmm. You know, so you definitely have people exactly. laugh at you. You know, you, you laugh a lot. Yeah, with you know, my job like, is, to, is to entertain them, not myself. Right. Although I have a funny feeling you entertain yourself with your crazy thoughts. I could just, I could picture you being like a people watcher in the mall and just coming up with the craziest mm-hmm. shit about people. Yeah. Yeah, I like to uh, sit back and watch and kind of make up the little stories of, you know, what I think somebody's life is actually like outside of the mall. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely entertaining. But I, and I love, you know, I love sitting, you know, when I'm on stage, I love seeing the reactions of the audience members. Because it's, it's very funny to see how, you know, when I first get on stage, you know, they expect one thing. And they're automatically, you know, within the first few seconds, uh, you know, disproved of, you know, what they assume. And there's some people that, you know, it takes to the end of my set for them to warm up to, you know, the darkness and um, the dirty, the dirty jokes. But, you know, you can kind of watch their reactions and see them slowly and let their guard down. And I love when that happens. And, and it seems like you have it planned out pretty well because you get to the, you know, you start off with a little lighthearted joke and then you go a little bit further into it. So you don't come up there and just slap them in the face with full hard crippled jokes. You, I mean, you do, but you get into the I more severe to. stuff. You, you've timed it better now. Mm-hmm. So I got a question. Yeah, you know, I think. I was oh, going to ask you about your comedy coach. When you first came in there, now, was it, it, it was a Jim, uh, Jeff, who, who was your comedy coach again? Well, when I first started comedy, uh, I took a class with uh, Jordan Cooper Jordan and Cooper. Adam White. Okay. And what was their reaction when you first came in? How did they, were they were they um, taken back or were they just excited? I'm not really sure. You know, I've talked to Jordan a few times um, since you know all this news story broke, and um, you know, they, he always said that he could tell that you know I was that I knew how to write a joke, um, and I think that you know through all this he's he's kind of seen that. You know, not only do I know how to write a joke, but, you know, I know how to perform a joke, and I know how to market myself. So, I don't know. They've both been, you know, really supportive of you know, all this craziness, which has been great. But, um, now you do, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They've, they've been good. You, you do some other writing, though. Don't you do some, I think I was reading on your Facebook and some stuff that you've been involved with, uh, the with the comics yeah, comedian the, Bible. Uh, yeah, the comic Bible. Right. Magazine. So what do you do with them? You doing some writing for them? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I have a, I need to issue, I've got kind of my own column that I've been doing, it's about a year now, called Comedy Between the Coasts, which is kind of, you know, about comedy in in my area. You know, you see a lot of articles about comedy in New York and L.A., so I really wanted to write about something beyond the big city. So that's that's what my my usual piece is about. So how did uh how did you come across to the comedy bible and you know approach them? How, did they approach you? Did you approach them about writing an article? No, I mean, it was actually kind of just luck. Um, you know, I had seen an ad online for um, for uh, a program called the same one divas, which is kind of uh, going to be a, be a variety show with um, different women with disabilities that, you know, have unique talents. And it just so happened um, that the lady who, you know, runs and organizes that is the owner of uh, the Comic Bible. And so I emailed her about, you know, being part of the same with divas and, um, when she heard I was a comedian, she asked if I would be interested in, you know, trying to write an article. And um, she liked what, what I wrote. So I've been doing it ever since. That is awesome. Now, that's got to be an outlet for you. Yeah. Kind of like, because, you know, I do the comedy, but I do this show every week. And it's a different outlet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, creatively or, you know, just getting to sit back and chat back and forth with other comedians who are normally in the room with me and or on the microphone. Is this a, how much do you enjoy this outlet in comparison to the stage time? Cause it's gotta be two different. Your stage time is all about you and your comedy. And when you're writing, you're writing mm-hmm. about everything else to do with comedy aside from yourself. So which, I mean, they both gotta be enjoyable, but how much enjoyment do you get out of the uh, articles as opposed to the stage? Yeah, um, I really, really like to write, um, especially in this kind of format, because it's comedy news. It's not, you know, me trying to be funny. You know, it's actually, you know, fairly serious. You know, I mean, it's pretty lighthearted, but, you know, it's it's just red news, not to get people to laugh. So right. it's nice to be able to write in a manner that um, is, is totally, totally different than writing jokes, because I've always enjoyed writing in pretty much every form. So this is kind of um, a nice chance for me to kind of show my a little bit more of a serious side, and that doesn't happen often. All right. So I know there's a whole bunch of people out there that get the, you know, the Comics Bible, and I want everybody to start reading Allie's articles, and I want people to give you some feedback. You know, because you want to hear from people about what they think, right? So mm-hmm. we got to remember, you have your Twitter page. Tell everybody where your Twitter is again so they can find you. It's at Brew a Pilsner, B-R-U-E-A-P-I-L-S-N-E-R. And you have your website, which is I laughed at a dot com. But it also, if they just at do the your, crippled girl. At, oh, I'm sorry, at thecrippledgirl.com. I've been saying it wrong the whole time. I think I do have to owe you a rim job. Yeah, but it's all right. If, if you Google that, it's going to get you to my website. 
<laughs> oh, so you got savvy. You just went and bought yeah. every single possible scenario. You're like a little marketing uh, no, entrepreneur. No, I, <laughs> I should. You should. I, mean, I don't I don't know those domains, but if you, if you still just type them in uh, to Google, you know, uh, it'll still get you to my website. And they could look you up just by your name as well. But I, I think it's just yeah. more, f- more fun to look you up the, this way. So we have about I need we have about five minutes left in the show. Um, do you mm-hmm. want to you want to give some shout outs about some upcoming shows or anything that you have? You know? Okay, let me thank you real quick. Um, You're not allowed to all think. my shows are um, around Ohio and Kentucky. Uh, next week in Louisville, um, I'm part of the No Balls of Meat. All female comedy <laughs> contest in Louisville. Great. Um, and then we've got the 24th. Um, I'm doing a show at Joe Bananas in Cincinnati. It's a fundraiser for a women's writing group. So that's another all female show. And you switching teams here on me? You're doing semifinal. You switching, I said, are you switching teams on here, me? You you were looking for rim jobs from boys before, and now you're doing two all-girl shows? What's going on here? Are you, <laughs> you getting freaky? You got to please everybody. Okay. You, know, you got to keep everybody on your side. Okay. Just just checking. I don't know. I didn't know if you were double-hitting, man. You could be uh, batting on both teams. <laughs> hey, I told you. Crippled girls can't be picky. <laughs> but they can be licky, apparently. Oh, yeah, you know me so well already. Hey, you know, I have watched some videos, and we did a little bit of emailing and stuff. Your personality shines mm-hmm. through letters uh, on the air everywhere. I mean, everybody can tell that you're a dirty little girl. You just do it all uh, on stage. Everybody likes me better that way. <laughs> so where else are you going to be? I know I cut you off. I got distracted. Oh, you know, you're fine. Oh, and then the 25th, um, there's a semifinal of the funniest person in Cincinnati contest at Joe Bananas. And I think that's about all I can remember off the top of my head. So, all right. So that's the semifinal. So that means you've already gone through two or three stages and you're in the yeah, semifinal. Yeah, we have one round so far, yeah. Oh, so this is the second round and then there's going to be one more that you're definitely going to go through the semifinals, right? Nobody's going to beat you. I don't you. know. We'll see. Last year, I didn't. You didn't? You're gonna... No, I mean, I mean it to the semifinals, but I didn't make it to the finals. I think you're going to so, make it all the way this Hopefully this, time. this year. Who, who's your biggest competition? So I, <laughs> I'll go and take them out. Who's your biggest competition? I'll drive up and <laughs> slash their tires or something. I don't, I don't know. Nobody's going to leave. It's hard to say. Everybody, everybody's pretty good around here. I mean, everybody is pretty stiff competition. You know, the first round, kind of weaned out uh, the people who just, you know, just sucked a little bit. So, you know, this round is pretty much all, you know, fairly high-quality comedians. Are any of them your friends? If not, let's call them out. Call them out. Let's call somebody <laughs> out. Let's stir up some trouble. <laughs> hey, everybody's my friend. You know, everybody loves a crippled girl. There you go. I like that. So nobody, we're not going to stir up any trouble and get crazy. Nothing. Look, come on. Who's your, okay? Who's your favorite? Who's your, who's your favorite comedian that you're going to be performing with at that competition? 
And don't say all of them. Don't be that Mrs. Nice Girl. Give somebody I, some props. Um, okay, okay. Let's see, I'm trying to remember who all is, is in that round. Um, let's see. All right, yeah, there's a, another comedian from Louisville who will be coming out to Cincinnati. It's a guy named uh, Tyler Jackson. You know, he's a Louisville comedian that is very, very funny. And I think everybody needs to, needs to know about so. There you we'll go. be in that in that show too. So hopefully so, he doesn't beat me, but I wouldn't be surprised. There you go. He ain't gonna beat you. And you said his his name is Tyler Jackson. Mm-hmm. Tyler yeah. Jackson. If you're listening to this, Allie thinks you're good, but I don't think you're good enough, son. If you got a problem with that, you can call my <laughs> show. But I'll tell you, Allie's gonna whip your ass. Allie, I want to thank oh, you for. No. It, uh, what's he going to do? I'm the fat guy. He can't beat me up too much. Um, I want to thank you for spending <laughs> some time with us. Uh, you know, we are getting ready to wrap up the show, so I really appreciate you spending all this time. Did you have a good time with us? It was fabulous, yes. Good. Thank you so much for letting me be on it. No, you, you, it is our pleasure to have you on. It's a little bit in reverse. Oh. But, um, again, oh, thank you for coming on. I'm going to give a last plug here. I have one big show coming up with the station, and it's going to be in July because I get to do my own shameless plug, and it's going to be <laughs> at Kicking Wings in Hudson, Florida, and I'm going to be up there with uh, Chris Gorgeous and Paul Voigt. I'm going to be doing a guest set because I'm not as good as Allie Bruner, and I don't have 15 to 20 minutes, and I do want to give one other <laughs> shout-out for the person who is always getting gwiggy with it. Gwiggy is going to be at the Improv on the 25th, and it is, no, I'm sorry, he's going to be at the Improv on the 20th, and it's going to be with I Got Jokes, and they're doing their whole Improv show, so if you can make it out and you're in the Tampa Bay area, come on in, come on in here and give everybody a little rundown, Gwiggy, real quick, we're wrapping it up, is Gwiggy ain't coming in, we don't have time, Gwiggy, just to make sure I don't screw it up. Say hello to Allie, and then tell everybody what you're doing. Uh, hello, Allie. Hi, this is Gwiggy from Gotcha. Hello. Nice to meet you. Um, We're going out on this, guys. Gwiggy, okay. tell uh, them what it's all about. Hi, I'm Gwiggy from Got Jokes Improv, Tampa Bay's uh, funniest improv troupe in the area. We're at the Tampa Improv this Wednesday, July 11th. Show's at 8 o'clock. Tickets are $12 in advance, $15 at the door. Uh, check TampaImprov.com for ticket information or go to GotJokesImprov.com for any information. There you go, guys. Allie, thank you very much for calling in. I'll send you some links to the show. Share them with your friends and family. Make me as popular as you're going to be. I want to ride your coattails. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for tuning in. <laughs> stay fat, stay friendly, and be funny. Have a good night. What was that? I'll tell you what that was. That was another fine show from ComedySlamRadio.com, where we put the .com in...